Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. We are doing another great part in our series of Mythbusters. Here we go. I don't know why we picked that for Mythbusters, but they're scary. Myths are scary. I think we're thinking of Ghostbusters, and ghosts so. are scary, and that yeah. music applies. I so, so I think that's where. Well, and it's par- partially from. it's the only one of only five buttons we have with sound effects, so we got to use it somehow. <laughs> and we used it. <laughs> yeah, we did. This is all Braddon. Whenever <laughs> you hear me. something like this, it's all Braddon. Yeah, that may be true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're doing another couple of myths myths today and we're going to be talking about porn libidos and a lifelong battle so the first myth that we want to talk to you about today is that porn is linked to your libido porn is linked to your libido isn't it linked to the libido i got a high libido i gotta watch porn all the time i know right like you know i got the sex drive right i gotta have an avenue i gotta have an outlet to get that out and so porn is my answer right i mean that's what a lot of people think, you know, and I maybe on the level I did at, you know, when I was struggling with porn to a degree, I thought it was linked to my sex drive, my libido. So I felt like I needed an outlet and that's a dangerous path to go down. I mean, if you're married, you can start to blame your spouse pretty quickly. Hey, they're not meeting the needs of my sex drive. So I got to have an outlet. Otherwise I'm just going to implode <laughs> right? or spontaneously combust. I don't know, right? Like you just, you just think that it's linked to your sex drive. That's a myth, though. We're going to talk about why. So, Matt, why is that a myth? I heard a couple recently. It was a wife. A wife was asking another woman um, who was in a ministry like ours, and she said, "What? Uh, what's what's a good compromise? Like my wife or my husband and I, we agreed that he won't watch hardcore porn, but 
I want to give him an outlet because he has needs. So what's a good compromise? Like, can you look at like what's the level that he can kind of engage with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, book, book, bikini-clad women, like, is that okay? And because he needs an outlet, right? And it's like, man, actually, he needs to learn control over the libido. Mm-hmm. And 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 sometimes the lower libido spouse has to has to compromise too and come up a little bit in the activity. Yep. The higher libido spouse has to come down. A single person has to go, man, this is my libido. This is my desire. But what are the desires and the longings on my heart behind this? How can I get satisfied? And we've talked about this so much. But we just want to touch on this. And, and one of the reasons why we want to touch on it is for the wives out there who are listening and going, man, my husband, like they, he's watching porn. He must have a high libido. I better put out more. I better yeah. um, serve him more, pleasure him more. I better be better in bed because he has a high libido, obviously, because he's watching porn. And I just, you know, one time it was like persons in their in their 50s or 60s and all of a sudden the porn use increases yeah. in this guy's life and the wife is doing this. Like, oh, I just, I'm never saying no. I gotta, I gotta, I'm having lots of sex with him. I don't get it. And he's even saying no to me, but then he's watching porn. And just this understanding that it has nothing to do with his libido was totally foreign to this woman. It was like, <laughs> I, right. no, I don't understand this. It must be. But it's actually not. It's more like a, a an addictive thing in the brain it's with the brain chemistry it's an emotional uh immaturity that leads to not being able to handle things in life or handle things in life and and also it's a lack of understanding identity in christ where you can just be solid mm-hmm. you can be totally fulfilled by the love of god in your life and you don't need to escape because you know how to enter into his presence and into his love for you you don't need to escape when you feel empty and so those are really the, the i think the three main factors that lead to this and libido is not even on that list it's not and when it is thought of that way it's so damaging especially when say there's advice given to couples about this well just have more sex to get rid of this problem i mean if you want to hear about this more in depth charity and clinton munos they did a podcast with us and this was their story the advice that they were given clinton was struggling with porn and other things as well charity was told just have more sex with him by their pastor by their pastor I mean, so people like there's well-meaning people out there that that think this is the the reason why they go to porn is a high libido that's not being met. How damaging is that? And it's not true. It's not linked to libido. Porn has nothing to do with sex, and I think that's really another part of this myth. Porn does not equal sex. I mean, it's being simulated on screen. Well, it's actually happening on screen. I mean, but you know that is a lie. But the thing that it does to you has nothing to do with sex. You're trying to get another deeper need met. And often you're trying to get the high that comes from going to porn. And then you know how drugs work. I don't know if you guys know this, but when you take drugs, you know, illicit drugs, you have to increase the dosage every time that you do it to get the same high. Brad, and you know this. Hey? I know this. I, a little bit of my story was, you know, I, there was a time in my life into my late teens, early 20s where I was into cocaine, okay? So, you know, I'm being fully honest and, and uh, you know, kind of open about this, and I have been, but it's the same kind of deal. And I saw friends go down that path where the same kind of hit of cocaine didn't give them the, the high that it once did before the last time they did it. So to keep increasing their behavior, increasing their dosage and amount of cocaine, and then it would be extended for periods of time, you know, to the point where, you know, it didn't affect them the same way. And then they have to kept, keep ramping up the behavior. That's what porn does. It's actually vaxxed in a very similar way. So it's nothing to do with libido. It's an addictive substance that's digital. 
and it's highly addictive, you know, very highly addictive. And so it isn't something that people go to as an outlet to solve a libido problem. It's something that people go to because of the dopamine and the high they get like they would from a drug. It is a drug. And I think you need to understand that if you think it's a libido issue or, you know, just a behavioral thing, you're never going to find any freedom because you're going to be acting on it with that understanding. Well, I just got to have more sex. Not going to work. Yeah, imagine if you're like miserable in life and then you're watching a lot of porn and and you go, oh, I just need more sex and then I won't watch porn. But then you're still miserable in life because you don't know how to handle anything and don't address emotions and mm-hmm. and 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 get the word of God into you and get relationship with with your heavenly Father in your life. And so, it, like it, that, those are the deeper issues. And so, just to break it down on the body, the 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 soul and the spirit issue, like. In the body, if you're rewiring your brain, what your brain is craving for is joy. Um, your brain is craving for feel-good chemicals, for like, for for neural pathways that lead to pleasure. And so, if we're wired our brain, if we've wired our brain in the way way ideally that God wants, then our like we're gonna feel so much joy. We're gonna feel happy. We're gonna we're gonna have peace. Like we're gonna have the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, uh, kindness, self-control. Like we're going to have these things in our life. And so our brain is going to be wired for that because we've applied the word of God when it says to rejoice always. And I say it again, rejoice. And I'm thankful in all circumstances. Like when we apply the word of God, our brain changes. So our brain is, is, is crying out for joy. And when we're not experiencing that, the only reason that porn is, is such a stronghold in our brain is because our brain is like, man, remember the thing that brought me joy? It was when you watched porn. Then I was able to release all these feel-good chemicals. And so our brain is craving joy. So it's, if, 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 if you or your husband or wife is hooked on porn, they're just not settled in life. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're un, um, I don't want to say unstable is in, a, in a bad way, but like they're not, they're not solid emotionally. So then from an emotional standpoint, what our heart craves is the same thing. Like our heart is craving just like contentment and peace and joy. Like we're craving those things. And so emotionally, if things are hard in life and we're not mature to a point emotionally where we understand how to, you know, validate our emotions, how to think on them, address them, how to talk about them with people, um, how, to have a, how to have a safe place, how to surrender our emotions. Like when, when we don't have these emotional skill sets, then because God made us to live in joy, he made us to live full, then when we're not living that way and we don't have the ability or the understanding for how to live, for how to get that, then we escape the pain because we're like, oh, I can't handle this. We're not made to live empty. Now I don't know how to live full. So now I'm going to escape into porn. And then spiritually speaking, like God says that in his presence is the fullness of joy. And it says that his joys are strength. So if we need strength in, in the spirit, if we need strength in our inner man to be able to withstand temptation, we've got to pursue joy. We've got to pursue that that comes only from God. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's your brain that you're thinking about, your, your, your emotions, your heart, or your spirit, no matter what, the real issue is that you don't know how to be content in life and you don't know how to live full or live fully with love or with joy. And so you go to things that are an escape, like pornography, masturbation, fantasy, and eventually it just kind of wears you down so much that you don't even necessarily feel the same guilt that you did initially because it just becomes your norm. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm just a depressed person. I guess I'm just a negative person. I guess I just don't have rich relationships. And it's all because you've never learned how to have joy in your life. 
Yeah, it's like a self-defeatist kind of mindset of you feel bad and I'm going to go to something that keeps making me feel bad, but it's because it's what I know. Um, and you find comfort in that in some level. You know, you find comfort there because it's what you've you've done time and time again. And it's hard to move past a similar behavior or pattern or habit in your life that is known, right? To break free from that. Because what porn does is Matt's talking about it. It locks up your heart and it rewires your brain. So adding more sex to this doesn't solve that problem. I mean, you have a locked up heart being that you can't regulate your emotions. You can't deal with life. You, you keep people at arm's length, you know, like you, you try to remove any chance of intimacy with others because of the shame you feel and the guilt you feel and the self-doubt and self-loathing you might feel and you don't want others to know you. And then not only that, but then your brain has been rewired for a pattern of behavior, an addictive life pattern to go to your drug of choice, which is porn. So I think it's pretty clear for us that the myth of, you know, well, porn equals, you know, sex drive or libido, um, you know, that's pretty well busted because it's not the case. You know, sex isn't your answer to solve a porn problem. There's a pattern and a process and a journey that you need to enter into. And just a simple kind of behavior modification thing, like adding more sex to your life to, to solve your libido problem, isn't going to be your solution at all. In fact, it's probably going to do more damage to you and to others. Because when you have porn in your life, you have an intimacy disorder. So what that means is you can't be intimate with others. You keep them at arm's length. And as a first spouse, you're doing exactly that. So if you had sex, the sex is going to be like more sex. It's going to be cold. It's going to be using somebody. It's going to be, there's no kind of emotional intimacy in that. It's just very utilitarian. And that person is going to feel so used, so traumatized, so hurt because they're being used to solve your problem. That's not what sex is, right? They're not there as a, a vessel to be used to solve a problem you have. If you have that view of sex, that's a very low view of sex. And that's the view that porn brings about is a very low view of sex. God gives us a very high view of sex. And that's about giving into another person, loving another person, sacrificially loving another person. So let's bust that myth. It's not true. Porn is attached to your libido. Myth busted. Myth busted. Great. Myth number two. Man, this is going to be a lifelong battle. I'm always going to be tempted by porn. Scary myth that it's going to be in our life forever. <laughs> hey, we've heard this, right? Let's bust it. Let's, yeah, let's bust, bust it. it. We've heard this from people, and I think we probably believed it a little bit at some point in our journey as well. This lie that it's just my lot in life. This is my cross to bear. You know, use religious terms, right? It's just my cross to bear. It's the thorn in the flesh for me. You know, we use that scripture out of, we take that out of context and understanding what that means. And so we just think, hey, it's going to be in my life forever. I'm just going to have to learn how to manage it, you know, some way. And so we think of it that way. I've talked to so many people that have had this view, this, we call a myth that it's just always going to be in my life. Not true. Yeah. And so there's people that think like, I'm not going to want it, but I'm going to be tempted even if I'm free. Other people like me thought or think, um, man, I, I'm just, I'm always going to want it. Like a life without porn, I don't know if I even want that. It's, that's scary. I <laughs> right. enjoy it. Yeah. Right? That's how I do it. Yeah. And so if I'm not doing it, like I, there's going to be something in my life that I really, really enjoy doing that now I'm not going to have. Like that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. yeah. And so it, either way, it's like if you want it or don't want it, there's sometimes this fear like it's going to be forever. But man, it's just not true. It's just not true. Uh, even just talking from a 
from a brain science perspective again that when our brains get rewired we crave different things we we crave healthy things that bring joy we we get satisfied and get fulfillment from relationships and from just playing card games or going for runs and mm-hmm. um, things like that, that that can just bring joy where before it was like man the whole world just kind of seems dark everything kind of seems cloudy except for porn i have to escape into porn to feel good yeah. and and then when i i'm done then i feel even worse than before but but it's this idea that like it doesn't have to be the lifelong battle and so if you look at the life of jesus he's starting his ministry he gets tempted um, and Satan comes and tempts him. But like Braden was just saying this, I thought it was so insightful that it, it says in James that we're, we're led away by our evil desires. We're enticed by our, by our evil desires. And Jesus wasn't, he didn't necessarily have evil desires. It was that Satan came and tempted him. Like it was mm-hmm. an external thing. Satan came and tempted him. And then Jesus was so solid and, and like okay with who he was and happy with who he was knowing he was fully loved by God, he had the power of the Holy Spirit in him. He was like, I, I can I can handle temptation. And when he resisted, it says that Satan left for an opportune time or left until an opportune time. So in other words, the temptation left for a bit because mm-hmm. he resisted. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like a daily thing or three times a day thing where it's like, oh, I'm just continually going to be yeah. tempted by porn. It's like, no, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Well, it's, it's such an interesting point you're making there because temptation when you you kind of are enticed by it and you keep it lingering in your life. And I think that's what happens when you have a porn addiction. You like having that little degree of temptation there and there's little triggers that you keep in your life that do that for you because it, it gives you the little bit of the rush that you're looking for with porn that leads you to the bigger high that you get when you look at it. So you keep these things in your life instead of what Jesus did, what, what which was he fully resisted and he, he rebuked Satan and Satan left. And he used, you know, scripture to do that. He was word. He was grounded in in the word to resist that temptation. So grounded in God, and you know, this is something that's a good lesson for us too. You know, often with temptation, like that verse, you know, if we allow it to linger, it will entice us and then eventually drag us away. Mm-hmm. So our response to temptation should be different. So if we understand that, know this: if you enter the journey of getting porn under your life, and it is a choice you have to make, often people will pray, take this from me, God, and he doesn't, and you get really, really defeated. Why? Well, because God wants your heart. He wants all of you. So that means you got to make the choice to move towards him. So if we enter into that journey, temptation over time changes with the choices we're making the way that God's working in our life because we're resisting. We're not allowing this to linger in our life any longer. Um, Often the addictive cycle of porn the problem with it is that we have a pattern and a lifestyle and everything surrounding us that points us to our drug of choice. But if we enter into a journey and a pattern of seeking God and being transformed by him, the choices we make, temptation changes over time and it's different. So this idea that, oh, it's always going to be overwhelming, it's always going to be lingering in my life. No, that's not the case at all. But it does take the the choice that we make to enter on the journey. If you want to know more about that, go back to our Pathway Out of Porn series that we did a couple of weeks ago and then see kind of the pathway that we've set out for you. Um, and not from us, but from Bible, from other great people and wisdom from other great resources of how to get porn in your life. But check that out because, you know, this isn't something that has to be in your life forever. And often we choose that. We just, we were defeated. So we just assume that it's going to be around forever and we just want to say that's not the case at all i always say that the porn or sexual temptation when it's present in your life when it's so big it's kind of like goliath 
like wants to present itself as a giant. I mean, that's what Satan does in every area. He's like wants to present himself as being way too big and intimidating for us. And Goliath is like taunting God's people day and night, right? And they're all terrified. Like, oh, that's a giant over there. And David is like the smallest physical person out of all the soldiers in Israel. And he looks at the giant and he's like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine (laughs) that taunts the armies of the living God, right? Like, he's like, that's not a giant. That's just some fake. That's like a fraud. And so when we can have a proper perspective of sexual temptation, we realize it's like, oh, this isn't some overwhelming thing. This is like just some little temptation that in the light of God inside of me, it's nothing. And so when we want our desires to change, if we're led away by our evil desires, we're enticed by our evil desires. Well, it says that in Psalm 37, 4, it's like if you delight yourself in the Lord, then he'll give you the desires of your heart. But those can't be evil desires. But it's because when you delight yourself in the Lord, you spend so much time with Jesus. You look for where he is in your life and you spend time in praise and in prayer and in thanksgiving and reading the word of God. Then then like your desires change. And so there's times where temptation might be external, where just like with Jesus, where Satan comes and he tempts him. There's other times where temptation might be internal, where it's like just you have evil desires. But the more you pursue relationship with Jesus and get your heart right, the less internal temptations you're going to have. You're just not going to desire it in the same way. Nope. And then with the external temptations, when, when Satan comes and it's a spiritual thing, which I think happens a lot less frequently than we realize. I think often we're like, oh, Satan's attacking me. It's like, no, it's just your heart or your mind. <laughs> but when he does, when it is an external spiritual temptation, when we're spend, spending time with Jesus and we're built up in him, like we have strength and power and authority over that. And mm-hmm. so we can deal with it and we can just deal with it quickly. And so lots of times for Brad and I and lots of different people who are free, it's like the thought might come for a bit, maybe a minute, maybe a few seconds, maybe five minutes, but we just can deal with it and we just move on. And yeah. it's nice. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the example I use, you know, when I was into my partying days of, you know, drinking drugs, alcohol, well, I guess drinking and alcohol, I mean, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> drinking and alcohol, you were, you were partying and drinking a lot of water, you're drinking water, a lot and- of agua. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but what I, the reason I bring that up is, you know, that, like I said, there was a period I was doing that in life and, and that included partying. So going to clubs, you know, and, and seeing that lifestyle, the flashy lights, music, and, you know, pretty people around you, whatever else, right? On the surface, there was a time where that was super attractive for me. You know, I thought that's my answer, and that's where I was looking. Kind of what Matt was talking about. You know, you're you're led away by your evil desires, but God does change your heart. Because when I returned to God, when I came back to Him and accepted Jesus as my my Savior, made that choice to follow Him, my desires for those things changed. And you know what? It was really interesting. I remember there was a couple times after I I came back to God and I. You know, what I mean by that is I, I chose to follow Jesus and have him fully come into my life and obey him and, and seek after him. And when I did that, there was a couple times very early on where I, I did go to the club again. And it was so interesting. I really noticed when I went in there um, how empty it was. I didn't have an attraction for it anymore. I looked around and I see desperation on the eyes of the people that were yeah. there. Um, the music bothered me. Like I felt like it was it was attacking my head, like it was a headache-ish almost. Um, looking around and, and seeing 
just um i mean the, the place was dark but i noticed the darkness in a different way not just like light turning on and off but it's kind of a spiritual darkness that i had no i didn't want any part of, of. i realized I, I i had no attraction to this anymore so i was changed and i got the i got out of there and i just felt i was getting joy from god and knowing him and journeying with him in a level that this stuff could never give me and I wasn't tempted by that anymore. Now, I know porn works in a different way because it's highly addictive, but there's a similar principle there, right? Oh, yeah. Like, as you seek God, these other things, you, they start to be unmasked. Like, you look behind the curtain and realize, man, like, this is really dirty and dark, and, and it doesn't look so glamorous. It doesn't look so good anymore. It's, it's, it looks pretty bad, and I don't want anything to do with that. So I, I, I just say that's, that's really, you know, that, that's what happens over time as you see God, because he becomes brighter and everything diminishes. So porn is going to be a lifelong battle. Sexual temptation is going to be just your thing, your thorn in the side. It's going to be your, your struggle. Myth busted. <laughs> that's right. It doesn't have to be that way. And so if you ever say that or think something along those lines, just catch yourself, laugh at yourself for being silly. And just go, no, that's not the truth. When I get free of this stuff, it might come randomly, infrequently. It might come sometimes, but I'm going to be strong enough to withstand it in the Lord. And I'm also, it's just not going to be overwhelming because it's just not. Mm -hmm. And so it's a pretty cool thing that we can live free like that. So hope that uh, hope that busts those myths for you guys. And thanks for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in. If you didn't catch the last two Mythbuster episodes, definitely go back and you'll you'll hear some more good things on there maybe some corny music from Braden too so <laughs> it's always fun but thanks for hanging out you guys feel free to leave a review on the app that you're listening on and share with your friends god bless thanks for listening if you would like to hear more please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe this podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers if you would like to help support the cause financially once again please visit purevictorypodcast.com